approach your throne tonight with a sense of boldness because we have been given the name which is above every name, the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray for continual harvest. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for revival all over this earth. We thank you for this, cu- this couple from Germany in the name of Jesus. And we pray, Lord God, that your will would be done. Your plan would be fully accomplished in that nation in the name of Jesus. And we pray that many will come into the kingdom of God. Many will come into the family of God. We just pray things out in the realm of the Spirit. We pray in the Holy Ghost tonight. Let's go ahead and pray. First of all, we pray over Germany. Oh, Brekish Telemandai. Lamroko Sambre de Stella. Mangola Broca Lemende. Vasholo Molombo Rediste Levende Lebosai. Mandolo Boko Shelevride Banon de Gestaya. Oh, thank you, Lord. For great floods, great floods, great floods of blessing, great miracles, mende ke samorandeshte lemanda, a great harvest, Lord, basure bedeshte, mangola brapande de dije lebrando lobosai, lembo da calabro loboso remendiste levede, my, 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 oh, makiste levrola, manzola brandiste lebrandai. Lord, we hold up Asia to, to you tonight. We hold up Cambodia, the Philippines. We hold up Thailand. We hold up Vietnam. We thank you, Lord, for a mighty harvest being reaped in those nations. Oh, Father, thank you for the fire of God. We see, as it were, worldwide fire. Come on, everybody, prophesy fire. Oh, the fire of God. The fire of God. Ha, Masoramendea. The spirit of burning. The spirit of burning. Thank you for the fire falling in those places, falling in those nations, falling. Basuramandele Bratola Basaya. Even on the day of Pentecost, there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. We thank you that we have fire in this place for the nations. We have fire in this place for this area. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you for Holy Ghost fire. Om Redishte. Amanomro la basike lebanda. Hallelujah. Tony, come on up here and help me pray for souls. Amen. Let me give you the microphone. Let's pray for harvest. Let's pray for souls tonight. If you're not used to this kind of praying, just enter in the best you know how. Hallelujah. How many of you believe God for miracles? Amen. Well, be seated if you can. If you can't, just whatever. Glory to God. Thank you for supernatural healing. Thank you for supernatural strength. You know, Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus that we would be strengthened with might by the Holy Spirit in the inner man. Hallelujah. He prayed for the church at Ephesus that we might have the richest measure of his divine presence and become a body that is wholly filled and flooded with himself. Amen. 
strength is necessary to live in this day and this hour. Thank God, strength comes from the Holy Ghost. He is the spirit of might. Amen? The spirit of might doth reside on the inside. Amen? Praise the Lord. So open your Bibles tonight, if you would. And we're going to look at the ABCs of healing. I'm going to get started on it tonight. And uh, as far as I know, I'm going to be speaking on tonight, not next Sunday night. Brenda will be speaking. And then the following uh, 23rd of Sunday night, I'll go ahead and be speaking as well. So I want to take the ABCs of healing. I want to look at the alphabet. I want to just tie it in with divine healing. How many of you know we need to be taught? We must be taught the word of God. You know, when they came to Jesus, the Bible says they came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. There is a blessing in hearing the words of Jesus. Amen. A lot of people just want the healing, but they don't want to do much hearing. And that's a problem because faith does not come by having heard. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so it's very, very, very important that you and I, no matter how long we've been in the Word, no matter how long the Word of God has been in us, it's very important that we continue to hear the Word of God, especially along the lines of divine healing. Because we know that there's an enemy out there. And he comes to steal, to kill and destroy. He walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But when you get so full of the Word and full of the Holy Spirit by hearing the words of Jesus, you can boldly say, He may not devour me. Amen. This is a no-devour zone. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus lives on the inside of me, and greater is He that's in me than he that is in the world. So let's begin tonight with the letter A. The letter A, we could say, stands for accomplished. We must, as believers, be fully persuaded that healing is, in fact, an accomplished work. It is not something that God is about to do. It's not something that God did in a certain season and doesn't do it anymore. It's something that God has already done forever. O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Amen. Everyone say, it is done, and it is finished. And so divine healing, healing for your life, is not something that God arbitrarily does when he gets in a certain good mood. How many of you know that God's always in a good mood? He's a happy God. God doesn't have down days. God doesn't scowl at his children. God doesn't look down upon any of his kids. No, God loves us. He's for us. He's on our side. And his hands are ever extended with grace and healing for you and I every day of our lives. Come on, somebody say amen. So healing is something that Jesus paid for on Calvary's cross. In his death, in his burial, in his resurrection... On the same day, in the same body, in the same spirit that he bore our sin, he also bore our sickness and disease. Just as forgiveness was legally accomplished 2,000 years ago, so was your healing. Say it with me, bought 
and paid for. An accomplished work. Isaiah 53 says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Matthew says it like this, That himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Peter said this, Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, and by whose stripes you were healed. Galatians says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Any sickness that is listed in Deuteronomy 28 verses 15 through 61 is a curse. And any sickness that is not listed, Jesus bought and paid for your healing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. It is an accomplished work. And so B then stands for believing. How many believing believers do we have in the house tonight? I'd rather be a believing believer than an unbelieving believer. Unbelieving believers don't get nothing. But believing believers take everything that's on the table. I mean, let's take it all. He prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Why don't you and I just reach out with a hand of faith as believers and take everything on the table that he's provided for us. Hallelujah. In Mark 11 and verse 24, let's take a look at that verse. Mark 11 and verse 24. Here's what Jesus said. Right after verse 23, where he said that you can literally have what you say and you can speak to mountains. Jesus said this, therefore, I say unto you. So he's talking to me and he's talking to you. Therefore, I say unto you that what things soever you desire, when you pray, do what? He didn't say when you pray, feel like you have them. But he says, when you pray, make sure you are in a posture of believing. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. The shall have them doesn't come first. Believing you shall receive comes first and you shall have them comes later. Amen. And so I want to encourage you when God is moving in our church, whether it be on a Sunday morning, on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night. When there's altar calls given or when we pray corporately and we go lay hands on people. I want to encourage you. If you are going to be a recipient of divine health for your body, you must believe that you receive. You must take it by faith. Amen. Amen. F.F. Bosworth has a chapter in his book that I highly recommend. Christ the healer. This chapter is called the faith that takes. So again, what things soever you desire, everyone in this auditorium desires divine health. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Don't wait to pray. Don't wait too long to pray. I think sometimes people get so consumed and consider their symptoms so much that they forget to pray. No, open up your B-I-B-L-E and take you some large doses of God's medicine. You cannot overdose on God's medicine. You can just keep shoveling it in and taking it in and thinking about it and speaking about it and receiving God's medicine every day of your life. 
So don't just sit there and wonder, I wonder when the Lord's going to do this. I wonder when the Lord's going to do that. No, if you have to, just lay hands on yourself and say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Amen. Amen. The God who said light be lives on the inside of you. And he's given you world overcoming faith. He's given you commanding faith. He's put on the inside of you the ability to rise up and speak faith filled words over your spirit, over your soul and your body. Speak to your body and tell it what to do. Yes, yes, yes. Woo, glory to God. Believing God is what launches us from the realm of man's impossibility in the realm of God's possibilities. I mean, that felt so good. I want to say it again. Listen to this. Believing God is what launches us from the realm of man's impossibilities into the realm of God's possibilities. You do know that with God... All things are possible. And that is you as a believer, all things are possible to him that believeth. Amen. The doctors may say, I'm sorry, we've done all that we can do. But just mark it down. They've done all they can do. But God can do anything, glory to God, that you'll believe him for. Amen. And so C stands for confession. We said that it's an accomplished work. B stands for believing. And C stands for confession. Amen. You see, it is with the heart that man believeth. And it is with the mouth that confession is made unto salvation. That word salvation is an all-inclusive word. It is not just salvation for your spirit out of darkness and delight, but it is an all-inclusive word, which means healing, wholeness, prosperity, total and complete well-being. And so it is with the heart. It's with your spirit that you take hold of these things. It's with the heart that man believeth. It is with the heart that man receiveth. And it is with the mouth that confession is made unto salvation. I heard John Osteen say many, many years ago, if you want to get unto salvation, if you want to get unto healing, if you want to get unto deliverance, you've got to hook your speaker up with your believer and say what you desire. Amen? Most people are saying what they feel because they spend so much time considering the circumstances. And as a result of considering the circumstances, people begin to stagger through doubt and unbelief. I say unto you by the word of the living God, don't put up with doubt. You can do without doubt, but rise up and say boldly what God has said about you. Confess his word and you will see his word manifest in your life. Look at Mark 11 verse 23. Mark 11, verse 23, Jesus said, for verily I say unto you, so he's speaking to you and me, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe in his heart those things which he saith. He shall shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. 
I want to tell you tonight that I'm a whosoever and I have whatsoever I say. Say it with me. I am a whosoever and I'm having whatsoever I confess and I say that's in line with the word of God. Sickness and disease can be a mountain. We can tell it what to do. Tell it where to go. Tell it where to get off. Confession is a very powerful truth in the Word of God. And D stands for determination. When I think about determination, I think about this woman with the issue of blood. She would have never received her healing without exhibiting determination. This woman with the issue of blood was not moved by the crowd that was thronging Jesus. She was not moved and she didn't say, well, I'll go home and try to get to him another day. The Bible says she came in the press behind. Hallelujah. She might have just pushed some of them out of the way because she knew that her healing was there in that place today. She pressed and she received. Hallelujah. And it's difficult getting sick people to church because they're too sick to get out of bed. No, thank God, church is a good place to be. There's healing in the house. There's a great physician, amen, in this place. Well, I thought I'd meddle a little bit. Anywho, look at Mark chapter 5, verses 25 through 34. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. That's a long time. And it suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. But thank God when she heard about Jesus. What do you suppose she heard? She must have heard that Jesus was going about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. She must have heard of the miracles. She must have heard of the divine healings that were taking place. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment for she said so we see here something that she believed that she said here's what she said as she pressed through if i only may touch his clothes i shall be made well don't you know that she had some determination if anybody was going to get whole healed that day it was going to be that woman and that's the kind of attitude we need to have amen she said i shall be made whole Verse 29 says, immediately. You know, God does things immediately. I said, God does things immediately. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that affliction or of that flag. You know, it's a good thing after 12 years with blood flowing for the blood to stop. It's a good thing when you've been hurting for 12 years to all of a sudden feel in your body, glory to God, that you've been made whole. Amen? And she felt in her body that she was healed of that affliction. Verse 30. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned about the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? Luke says it like this. I know that somebody touched me. See, in the eyes of God, in the mind of God, there are no nobodies reaching out to him. Everyone is precious. Everyone is important to him. And he said, somebody has touched me. And he wasn't talking about the touch of curiosity. He wasn't talking about the touch of wanting to kiss the Pope's ring. Come on, somebody. 
He was talking about the touch of faith that would drive sickness and disease out of her body. Hallelujah. Immediately, knowing himself that power went out of him, turned around the crowd who touched my clothes. But his disciples said to him, Master, don't you see the multitude thronging you? And you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, don't you know that she was probably shaking under the power of God? She was probably fearing and reverentially fearing and just trembling because that Holy Ghost virtue that flowed out of the hem of his garment just got a hold of that woman and she did not know what to do. Have you ever been there? Hallelujah. But the woman, verse 33, fearing and trembling, knowing what happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, it is your faith that has made you well. Now go in shalom. Go in nothing missing and nothing broken and be healed of your plague. Hallelujah. Does this and can this happen in 2017? Can this happen right here at 2400, 800 Esperian Boulevard, right here at Heart of the Bay? Can this happen in your home? Can it happen on BART? Can it happen in the streets? I'll tell you, it can, it will, and it must happen. Hallelujah. For we've come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Somebody says, Pastor, how come you're not teaching and you're preaching? Because I feel it tonight. I want to preach the word of God. That Jesus is Lord. That he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That God is a God who does not change. And what he did yesterday, he'll do today. And what he does today, he will do tomorrow. Amen. And then there's this other fellow by the name of Blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus. Over there in in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52, we're talking about it being an accomplished work. We're talking about believing. We're talking about confessing. And we're talking about having a determined faith. This woman did, and blind Bartimaeus surely did. Verse 46, it says, Now when they came to Jericho, he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say. It was something that he heard about Jesus that caused him to cry out. And I believe this was not the cry for self-pity, but this was the cry of faith. And it was the cry for mercy. How many of you know the mercy of God will work every day of the week? Hallelujah. He cried out and said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Glory to God. Then many warn him to be quiet. You know, there's always some religious folk around that will want you to shut up. But don't you shut up 
keep your mouth wide open, cry out for the mercy of God, declare the goodness of God. Don't listen to the religious leaders of this day. Listen to the Holy Ghost who lives on the inside of you. If God tells you to cry out for mercy, open your mouth wide and cry out for mercy. Jesus, they warned him to be quiet, but he cried out the more saying, son of David, have mercy on me. Let's say that a couple day, times. Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. I love this in verse 39, 49. But Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. It was the cry of faith and it was the cry of mercy that got the master's attention. And then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise. He is calling you. And notice verse 50. And throwing aside his garment, he had a beggar's garment that he was supposed to have. And he was never supposed to let go of that beggar's garment. But something on the inside of him knew intuitively that his days of blindness were over with. So he laid aside his garment. He threw it aside. How many of you know sometimes you've got to throw things aside and go to Jesus all the way? Hallelujah! And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. He had been down for so many years, but something on the inside of him rose up and he came to Jesus. And so Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him in verse 51, Rabboni, our master, that I may receive my sight. Verse 52, then Jesus said to him, go your way. What has made you whole? Does God place a high premium on people's faith? You will find that many times in the Gospels, their faith was absolutely accentuated. And here's what Jesus said, go your way. He said the same thing to him as he said to the woman with the issue of blood. Go your way. Your faith has made you whole and has made you well. Now notice this. And immediately he received his sight. And he followed Jesus on the road. Notice it doesn't say immediately he received his sight and went to the television. <laughs> you know, Peter, Peter's mother-in-law, when she was healed, some people say, well, that's why Peter denied Christ three times because he healed his mother-in-law. But anyway, <laughs> but when I know, I know, I know. She lay there sick of a fever. And Jesus spoke to the fever. I don't know if he spoke to her or laid hands on her. All I know is the fever left. And I'll tell you what, fevers can hear. They can hear the voice of faith. But there's something very interesting about Peter's mother-in-law. Immediately when she was healed, she rose up and ministered to them. That, my brothers and sisters, is a key that once you get your healing, to keep your healing, once you get whole, praise God, you go whole hog for Jesus, 100%. Serve Him, minister to Him, and be a blessing to people around you. Amen? 
See, some people just want to be healed because they don't like pain. Some people just want to be healed so they can watch television more comfortably. Some people want to be healed so they can be on Facebook 24 hours a day and take selfies of themselves and let everyone know how special they are. Well, I got news for you. It ain't about you. It's about him. He's the only real special one. Well, you know, you've got to meddle just a little bit. Glory to God. Go your way. Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. And immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus on the road. God's got a road for you. God's got a road for me. He's got a path for all of us. And he's just wanting us to follow him on that road while he takes us into our wealthy place, our place of rich fulfillment. Amen. So A stands for accomplished. What does B stand for, class? What does C stand for? What does D stand for? And E stands for expectation. Expectation. This woman with the issue of blood expected that she would be healed. Remember the centurion? When he came requesting that Jesus would heal his servant, that centurion was full of expectation. Jesus said, okay, I will come and heal him. But notice the centurion's statement. He said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Speak the word only. That is the kind of faith that Jesus marvels at. So anytime someone's in town laying hands on the sick, anytime we have an altar call like we had tonight, You know, God's not picky about who he uses to heal the sick. Amen. You don't have had to go on to Rhema Bible Training Center to lay hands on the sick. You don't have to have a Ph.D. to lay hands on the sick. Amen. Tony doesn't have a Ph.D. Well, he has praise him daily, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Glory to God. God's not looking for people that are educated. Amen. Thank God for people that are educated. Just so they don't let their education... Glory to God, cheat them out of their spiritual life. But the bottom line is this. All you've got to do is be a believer. A believer. Jesus said this in his great commission. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He said, he that believeth and is baptized is going to be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow the believing ones. He said, in my name, if a devil shows up, you just cast him out. He said, in my name, believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So super duper doesn't need to come to town before you get your miracle. It's not eyes on the evangelists. It's not eyes on the minister. Thank God for ministers that are anointed. But we are all anointed. I said, we're all anointed. The anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. Glory to God. And the anointing on you is increasing in the name of Jesus. Say with me, the anointing on me. It's getting greater and greater. And it's not getting greater and greater for you to be seen of man. It's getting greater and greater because Jesus said, he that believeth on me. The works that I do shall you do also. 
and greater works than these shall he do because I go to my Father. Hallelujah. We serve a great God. And I'm expecting him to do the exceeding, the abundant, above all that we can ask or think right here in this place. I don't care how many people show up to church on a Sunday or a Wednesday night. I'm in revival. Somebody say it. I'm in revival. Look at your neighbor and say, we're not waiting for revival. We are in revival right now. As long as people are praying and praying and begging and begging for revival, they're saying they don't have it. But you've got the revived one living on the inside of you. And if you'll just walk with him and commune with him, you'll live in ongoing revival for his kingdom. Been a while since I've had a good leg kicking service. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So A, it's accomplished. B, believe. C, confess. D, be determined. E, expect. And F, you can't do without it. Everyone say faith. Woo, glory to God. How many of you can handle one or two more? F is for faith. Many times in the Word of God, we see that faith and healing have a definite connection. We've seen it over again tonight. Your faith has made you whole. Now, I have a statistic for you. I'm a statistician tonight. Aren't you impressed? Hopefully not. There are 28 times in the New Testament where Jesus either healed individuals or a small group. And in 19, now listen to this, 19 in 28 of the times, there is a reference to the faith of the individual. Selah, think about that. Faith is important. Faith is important. Here's what Smith Wigglesworth said. Smith said this, There is no limit to what our limitless God will do in response to limitless faith. I'm going to say it again. There's no limit to what our limitless God will do in response to ever-increasing faith. And then G stands for the gifts of healings. Thank God for the gifts of the Spirit. You know, I can remember Dad Hagen when he'd come to church, and I've got that blue chair back there that he sat on. I mean, he got anointed in that blue chair. Sometimes I'll just go back there and sit in that blue chair. And I'll think about Brother Hagen. Amen? I'm thinking about pulling that blue chair out and charging $100 for a minute. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But the gifts of the Spirit were so big and so large in his heart. You know, when he was going about and doing those two-week Holy Ghost meetings like he did for us in 1995, he would come here, he'd go to Las Vegas, he'd go to Alabama, he'd go all over the place to some of his sons in the faith churches because he didn't want their, his sons in the faith and he didn't want their congregations to die on the vine. He didn't want them not to experience what he had experienced so very real in the 40s and the 50s in that healing revival. Did you know that Jesus literally appeared to him nine times between, I think, 1941 and 1948? Nine times. You know, there's some things we can learn from a prophet of God like that. 
But I think one of the biggest things in Dad Hagen's heart was he, he was not worried, but he was concerned that the generations under us would not, how can I say it, would, would not navigate or would not know the real moving of the Holy Spirit and that they would lose it. It's so important that our sons and that our daughters see us praising God. It's so important that your sons and your daughters hear you praying in tongues. I mean, we were out in the lobby today and little Olivia is eight years old. She goes to a charismatic church in Los Angeles. Thank God for it. But we're praying over someone and I just started speaking in other tongues and she kind of looked up and I said, yeah, that's what's next for you. I said that in my heart. Glory to God. But one of the main things, the big things in dad's heart, and you'll remember it if you were in some of those services, he would say, okay, we're going to spend some time in prayer. He taught on prayer. He would teach by prayer and he would teach by example. Amen. And he said, we're going to pray now and we're going to pray that the power gifts, the working of miracles, the gift of faith, faith and the gifts of healings would be in greater operation than we've seen up till now. Amen. You see, the Bible tells us to covet earnestly the best gifts. The Bible says that we're to pursue spiritual gifts. As a church, we should hunger for them. Amen. And we should not make it so mystique and mysterious that, oh, you know, someday God in the sweet by and by will use it. No, He is here today. He is present. He is ready, willing, and able to pour out His Spirit on anybody that will allow Him to flow through you. Amen. Thank God for the gifts. Thank God for the manifestations of the Spirit. Yesterday as I was praying and on my way to work out and doing things like that, I said, Lord, these anointings, Lord, I pray these anointings be in manifestation in a greater degree in our midst. Amen? Amen. How many of you are candidates for God to use you in the manifestation of the Spirit? Amen. Amen? And when He does, make sure that you give Him all the glory. Let's stand up, everybody. Hallelujah.